Queen's Castle. Chapter 22. It could have been hours later of days. Lee had lost all sense of time in the terror and grief of this frightful world in which he found himself. But at some point in the passage of time, he heard the chime of the front door signal. Dirk, he said, shaking the cold arms of the corpse in the high back chair, we have company, darling. Come, get yourself presentable. I stall them while you freshen up. Your face has such a strange blue color. They'll think you're not feeling well. Hurry up, darling. I'll hold them off as long as I can. He climbed wearily off the cold, stiff lap and managed to get to his feet. In another few minutes, he had made it to the front door, massaging his nude limbs on the way so he could keep on his feet. He pulled back the bolt and unlatched the door, throwing it open wide. Facing him on the top of the wide landing at the apex of the impressive concrete steps stood Cecil Weathering, Dr. Bentley, and Harold Tipton. Come in, gentlemen, Lee said. Come into the library and make yourselves comfortable. Pour a drink while you're waiting, and I'll go see if my lord and master is able to receive you. The trio was unable to take their eyes off the nude figure as it slowly, majestically mounted the stairs. When his lovely form disappeared into the upper hallway, they all turned and looked at each other. Every one of them was pale as a ghost. My God, said Dr. Bentley. I think he's gone over the edge. Let's go into the library, whether he said, shakingly. At least we'll be doing our host the courtesy of gathering where he has asked us to go. Besides, I think I need that drink he offered. Yes, whispered Tipton. I need that drink, too. They moved into the library. Tipton came to an abrupt halt as he found himself facing the death grin of the naked Adonis in the high back chair. He swallowed hard. My God, he said. My God, my God, my God. Weathering was the first to speak since Bentley was busy with a purely formal check of the body. The old medic had seen death too many times to mistake the cyanotic countenance and the unseeing stare for anything but what it was. Old Launtford, Sir Arthur's father, cut me a piece from a leg of lamb with that very knife once, Weathering whispered. We can do without your reminiscing, said the old doctor. The immediate thing is to see that that poor boy is doing. He needs help! Tipton raced out and went up the huge stairs two at a time. He went into the only room where the hallway door was ajar. Lord Lee Launtford, temporary chattelain of Rosemore, was sitting on the edge of the heirloom four-poster. His cock was big and huge, and Tipton thought he could see a droplet run down the shaft. I knew if I waited you'd come, he said as Tipton entered the room. I knew you wouldn't stay blue and cold the second time. It just wouldn't be humane to make me wait all by myself forever while you stayed so blue and cold. He waved an inviting hand to him, and Tipton took a half a step forward before he caught himself up short. Then the others were in the room with them. Bentley, bag in hand, soon had a needle full of sedative in the boy's system. As Tipton waited with the doctor by his side, watching Lee's eyes close and the body relaxation increase until it could be placed on his back, then Weathering wandered over by the dressing table. He switched on the recorder out of curiosity, and at first only the hissing of unrecorded tape sounded in the speaker. Then the voice began, and all three of them listened. <laughs>